All right. Uh, good evening, guys. Welcome to Feelings with the Geekiary. Uh, tonight's episode is called Another Feeling Star Wars Holiday Special, since we had one last year uh, for Force Awakens. Um, I'm Tara. I'm here with, along with uh, fellow host Vaughn and uh, Geekiary authors Jamie and Fareed. We're fans. We have a lot of Rogue One feelings, and this is where we're webcasting about them. Oops. That was my bad. I had a link open in the background. <laughs> so anyway, uh, readily gonna- reminded that this is also a podcast. So please subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, so that you don't miss any of our feelings. Uh, and if you're listening to this as a podcast, please remember that this is recorded live, so we don't exactly know uh, what's going to happen. So please forgive us any accidental swears or technical difficulties. Um, and you can join the conversation with hashtag geekyary feelings um come on how will you know where how will we know we're wrong if you don't tell us and i'm sure a lot of you have feelings about how wrong we are today (laughs) yeah (laughs) um also we'd like to remind all of you that the views expressed on this webcast are those of the hosts as individuals and do not necessarily represent the geekyary or the webcast itself as a whole additionally this webcast will be spoiler heavy for rogue one a star wars story so if you haven't seen it you haven't seen Rogue One, you are watching this at your own risk. <laughs> All right, um, so real quick, uh, introductions in case uh, others haven't seen, you know, especially our guests on the Feelings webcast before. I'm Tara, I'm one of the usual regular Feelings hosts, um, I write for the Geekiery, and I love Star Wars. Uh, Vaughn. <laughs> this feels like, you know, the start of an AA meeting. Like, hi, my name's Vaughn. I've been a Star Wars fanatic since I was eight years old. I've been sober for like, what, two days since I last saw the movie? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if sober is like the right no. word. <laughs> Not sober, like clean, clean. I've been yeah. Star Wars clean. Yeah. Clean for two days. So I'm wearing a Star Wars t-shirt and talking yeah. about Star Wars. So I don't know that it. I don't think it counts anymore. Damn it, I'm failing. <laughs> so am I. Uh, and also we have Jamie. Hi. Um, I still cry about my Return of the Jedi autographed poster getting stolen by movers. Oh, so. my God. I'm going to cry about that right now. Yeah. yeah it was pretty sad. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's the worst. Um, well, actually, to be fair, we the last time I made a really big move, like a like from one state to another, a box of like DVDs and Blu-rays was either didn't make it off the truck or was stolen, and in that box was a copy of the Star Wars DVDs, like the original cut, and you oh. could only you could like you could only find that like. It was like $100, and you could only buy it from one place for a short period of time, like almost a decade ago, and I haven't been able to find it since, like fi- find like a copy of That's it. Awesome. Yeah. So that, that was I, – I feel you a little bit on that. <laughs> uh, and also for Reed. Yeah, I also write for the Geekery, and uh, my family is more of a Star Wars fan than I am, so – I was forced to watch Rogue One, <laughs> but I ended up liking it, so no, no regrets. There. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, we'll I mean, I, I that in a minute. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Um, 
So yeah, don't forget to check out thegeekyary.com for all of our Star Wars coverage. Um, we've got the box office results for Rogue One up there, and I've got the movie review of the of the film um, that I wrote. It's pretty like, spot on. Good review. I was pretty proud of it. I was like, this yeah. is like one of the best things I've heard in, in a while. I liked it. I thought it was really good. I agreed with most of what you said. So Yeah. Um, which, you know, we'll get into in a second. Yeah. But yeah, so so uh, it did really well despite, uh, like Fareed said in his news article today, despite the, the haters and the people threatening to boycott it, um, Rogue One made $155 million domestic, domestic and yeah, and two hundred ninety. Yeah, um, which yeah. makes it the second highest opening in December ever, uh, behind Force Awakens from last year. So, so yeah, not bad. Yeah, no, no, not bad at all. Yeah, I think uh, I think that means it did better. Maybe not domestically. It didn't. It didn't do better than Fantastic Beasts domestically. I think that was like one seventy two. But, um, but yeah, I mean. It was, it was a, what was the $200 million budget? So they've made their budget back and more. Yeah, um, they've and made $90 only, million so far. So yeah. I think they're doing all right. Well, I mean, and I'll be going to see it again. So, you know, I'm, and, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. So, yeah, I probably uh, will too. I've already seen it twice. So <laughs> I would have gone to see it a second time, but I haven't had time. Uh, Christmas and everything, but next next weekend, next weekend. Um, so yeah, uh, we we've talked a little bit about like midnight screenings and stuff, but um, they don't like over here. That's not a that's not really a thing anymore. So you know, the earliest showings usually start around seven, and I went to like a seven fifteen showing. Um, but Vaughn, you you saw it the night before the rest of us, didn't you? Yeah, I saw the midnight screening because we still do those, uh, and they're the first screening, and I like it. They're really fun. You know, I just you know I like the the staying up late. Um, I went with my mom, who I've been to the last couple with, um, uh, and she she was a Star Wars fan like when the first movies came out. So you know, it's kind of cool going with her, and I I just yeah, it's just it's nice. You know, everyone cheers about stuff, and like you never go yeah. to movies where people cheer, and I know that's kind of silly and a bit twee but I like it it's nice (laughs) (laughs) I mean they cheer they cheered and clapped in my theater um to one of my friends said she went to see it during the day or something maybe and she said not a single person like even laughed out loud and nobody clapped or anything and I was like that is so weird. Like, I saw Force Awakens, you know, maybe a week after it came out for the second time last year, and there were still people clapping in the theater. Mm. So, I don't know. That makes me sad for her that her whole, like, theater's worth of people didn't seem to love it all that much. <laughs> but yeah, mine, uh, was, uh, mine was kind of quiet. I mean, there were there were cheers and there were laughs, so it wasn't completely quiet, but... Also, it was only half full. So That's so weird. It was the only, because I just bought my tickets on Monday. IMAX showing at 7 o'clock that wasn't sold out. Because it's like a pain in the ass to get to that theater. There's like no public transit near it. Well, so. that, yeah. See, I mean, we don't, uh, <laughs> I don't really have the, the luxury of public transit down here. Uh, so 
we drove to a theater about 30 minutes away, which there's, there's theaters closer, but the one that's 30 minutes away had assigned seating, which is a must. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have assigned seating and everywhere is 30 minutes away from where I live. So (laughs) (laughs) do you guys, do you guys have theaters with assigned seating over there for I don't even know what assigned seating is. So it's like what, when you're in a regular theater, like if you go to a play and you have a seat number on your ticket. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, when yeah, you we buy, have, we have they do that in movie theaters. Yeah. Uh, all of our theaters have that assigned okay. seating. We have the number on our ticket, the seat number on the ticket. Yeah. See, that's a new thing, at least where where I've been living. Um, last year for Force Awakens, that's the first time I ever went. You know, and I, I go see not a ton of movies, but I go see a decent number. But last year for The Force Awakens, the first time I ever bought a ticket for a showing that had assigned seating. Like, I'd, I'd never seen that before, ever. Okay, but, like, I mean... It's been here since I can remember. Oh, see, it's good, and it's really useful, but it also misses out on, like, I remember, like, going for the, the yeah. other Star Wars movies and lining up for, like, the whole day. Yeah. Be, and I was second in line. I wasn't even first. Oh, I mean, I, it wasn't the whole day, but I mean, I lined up at like 6 p.m. for, or 5 p.m. for a midnight showing of Pirates of the Caribbean, the second one, um, which what was that, Dead Man's Chest. And I, it was, it was a theater by Disney. So, you know, it was like crazy. Uh, and, and like, I, I waited for five or six hours, seven hours in line, you know, like. Yeah, like one of my friends came and waited with me and, you know, we went, one of us would go get food and drinks and come back. And it was, you know, that kind of, but the thing is like, I don't, you know, back then I had that luxury. I don't have that luxury now of like, you know, getting to a theater at, you know, five o'clock in the afternoon. I, there's work and stuff. So I, I, there's I appreciate it about it, but <laughs> I like that assigned seating. I like that not having to get to the theater, you know, like not not having to worry about being stuck in the front row or, uh, you know, not being able to find seats together or whatever. Yeah. How was um your uh, session for read? It was okay. Like people were clapping. We clap at everything, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> Blasters, clap! I don't know. What are they? Jane Arso, clap! 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 Yeah, we we clapped. The, the people in my theater were clapping at the beginning, and then at the end, they didn't they didn't really clap throughout, but uh, or applaud or whatever. But there was um there was one moment where that did get tears in my cinema, but um, and we'll talk about that a bit later, but. Yeah, my problem is I had, like, the there was a woman next to me, and on the other side of her was her, I don't know, husband, boyfriend. They were, they were clearly a couple, but uh, he was explaining everything to her at, like, like, so loud that I could hear him talking over the movie most of the time. And, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not talking, like, every, you know... 20 minutes or something he says something short it's like every five minutes he's explaining the entire scene that just happened to this person to, to his you know significant other and I'm just like I mean I should have known because during one of the previews he said something he like shouted to one of his friends who is sitting two rows in front of him and I was like no <laughs> 
So like my theater experience in that respect wasn't the greatest because I'm literally sitting there like this the whole time. Like, don't say anything, Tara. <laughs> Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so other than that, uh, Jamie got to go to a half-empty theater, which is nice. Um, Vaughn got to go at midnight as usual. We don't do that over here anymore. Sad face. Yeah, and it was like 12 hours before you loses. Yeah, I know, right? I, th- yeah, another reason why I should be moving to Australia. <laughs> I mean, we don't get this very often. This is a weird, like, this is a, a weird thing that happens here. Only, like, for big movies. Everything else we get, like, two months later. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be, I don't know. I, I think that would be nice, though. Plus, you know, you guys have healthcare and stuff. So. Oh, yeah, that is, I'm a, that is a, I'm a big fan of that, personally. Um, all right, so we might as well jump into talking about the movie. Um, and I guess, like, we all, we all seem to have had fun going to see it. Um, but I, I don't know, I like to get the kind of myth stuff out of the way. Uh, so, personally, I did not like the characterization i thought it was really crappy and uh i heard that if you read the rogue one catalyst book that's like a prequel to the movie the characterization in the movie didn't seem so bad but um i didn't know that or i would have read it and also but also as much as i love yeah as much as i love to read i shouldn't have to read a book before i go see a movie in order to like enjoy the characters yeah yeah. And I, I did not like Jen Erso. I thought she was boring and like two dimensional. I, I think that all the, she wasn't even a character. Yeah, they, they, all the characters were really poorly developed. You know, um, I think that, uh, I mean, the really the big yeah. problem was the first act of the movie didn't quite know what to do. It was all exposition and it was poorly written and the dialogue was terrible, and they were just kind of spouting exposition at each other like constantly, which is, you know, what happens in like heist movies, which is what this essentially is like a heist slash war movie. Um, and the first half of that mo- of those movies are always kind of exposition heavy, but then like it comes in there and it just doesn't do a very good job of it. And they use um, Jin as this kind of this uh, plot device because they need people to go in certain places. So they yeah. use her as a plot device to get her into certain places and to get everyone in certain places. And so her characterization just is weaker than everybody else's because she, you don't understand her motivation. Like one minute she's like, she hates the rebellion. Um, and then the next she's like fighting for the rebellion. And you're like, you don't understand like how you're like, <laughs> you, you haven't thought about her at all. I mean, I think the secondary characters were better characterized. I mean, I don't think that any of the characterization was particularly well done. Um, but, like, you know, uh, the rest of the team um, were, like, their introductions were better and they were more consistent in their characterization, at least. Yeah. Um, or at least, like, in the in the... Like with Cassian, like there was no background on him. We knew like absolutely nothing about this character, but at least he kind of followed the same. Yeah, he had consistency in his characterization. Yeah. Like he went, like I mean, I don't know anything about him, but I understood why he was doing what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also, you know, the the um, how do you pronounce his name? Chirrut. I'm going to yeah. go with that. Yeah. Did yeah. they ever address yeah, him Jared. by name? Jared. Jared. 
character. I'm not sure, but you know, his characterization was um, you know, the same throughout the movie as he constantly said I am one with the force, the force, or what is uh, like, Yeah, yeah it, it, like after about the third time he it was chanting annoying. it over and over, her. I was like, please stop. Like, we no, can't. I love it. Like, I'm using that as my new, like, every time, like, it's my new fuck it. Oh, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Oh, yeah. Jamie already said ass, so you're fine. <laughs> I don't think they're on the same level, but that's fine. Um, anyway, it's my new F asterisk, asterisk, asterisk word. Um, and yeah, cause I'm like, I'm like, everyone's like, are you going to do this thing? And I'm like, I'm one with the force. <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's good. You know? I mean, I like the phrase. I just wish he hadn't repeated it quite so much. I liked him. Like, I mean, I thought it was, you know, I mean, yeah, it's all a bit silly, but like, you know, as far as the rest of the movie goes, it's not a big deal. I don't think. Um, so you really liked Cassian, Fawn? I loved Cassian. I <laughs> love Cassian. I mean, to be, to be fair, I mean, Diego Luna is just, like, gorgeous, right? So, is that. And, but, no, he was so cool. He was, like, roguey. And then, like, he's, like, he represented really, really well the kind of the face of the rebellion and the realities of the rebellion in that, like, he, he's incredibly idealistic, obviously, deep down, but he's had to, like, compromise those ideals so often that it's, yeah. And he's become like someone that he doesn't quite think, but he also doesn't regret the fact that he's compromised those. I like that because normally in those characters, they get it there and they're like, I regret the fact that I've done all these bad things. And he's like, still yeah. by the end, he's like, no, I, I did this because it was, you know, this is the right thing to do. Yeah. And I don't regret the fact that I, you know, compromised myself for this. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess with him, it was just I was so frustrated that we knew just nothing about him that I couldn't get beyond that to, like, really fall in love with the character. Um, I mean, I, I felt like the only character who really had growth was the Imperial pilot Bodhi. Bodhi, yeah. Yeah, he was, I mean, Riz Ahmed, right? But, yeah. um no, I I thought the secondary characters were like I mean I don't think yeah like I said there there was no development but that didn't bother me so much um, because it wasn't so much about them as people this movie right it was about the collective um, yeah. if like and Jin wouldn't have bothered me quite so much if her like characterization had been consistent yeah like you know I mean if I didn't know anything about her but she consistently had like a goal and a, you know and she was working towards it and she made sense that I would have been less pissed off than I am about her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I and I guess that's maybe why I disliked her so much is like the the jumping back and forth or whatever. But I don't know. I, I also I just think that like we need strong female characters and and in some ways she was that, but in a lot of ways she wasn't. I mean, and also she was kind of the same the same like like the same character as is in all these other Star Wars movies, you know, she's yeah. she's basically an orphan, you know, she doesn't know that her father is still alive for most of the movie. And then when she does find out he's alive, he dies immediately. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's just kind of, if they really yeah. wanted to tell a new story about an old plot point, they could have made her story. Like they could have just background a little bit different. 
honestly, they could have cut the connection. But see, the only way that her story makes sense, because I watched it again and I was going through like, okay, so how can I fix her to make her let work? Uh, and the only way that she makes any sense is if she's looking for her father for the whole movie. Hmm. Like the only way her characterization makes any sense is if she is like looking for her father. That is like her goal. Well, and she is until he dies. He dies, yeah. But she, but it doesn't like the movie doesn't say that, and it doesn't explain right. that very well if that is the goal. But the only way that yeah she makes any sense is if like like she's she gets like gets herself caught in that like, imperial like work camp maybe to get information about him or and then. Yeah, that that whole the whole like her getting caught in the imperial work camp thing was just. I they kind you know they kind of explained it a little bit. Yeah, it was it was the the only point to it was so that we could see her get rescued. Yeah. Why did she need to be rescued? Why couldn't they just have found her somewhere? Like why why didn't why wasn't she just like hanging out somewhere? You no clue. There there do we know what she did to get in there? No, uh, we don't know anything. I think they, I think they said at one point that she got caught oh, yeah. with like false papers or something, but or, or or maybe her papers weren't. I don't, I don't know. It was very when they mentioned it, it was very vague, and it was just kind of like, like Vaughn said, there was really no reason to have her in there at all. Other than for her to get rescued, which again, why did she need to be rescued? You know, they could have just found her somewhere. I, and then maybe they'll do more in the sequel because Felicity Jones has a sequel in her contract or a prequel or something. If, like, I mean, how can they do a sequel of this movie? yeah, if they make another movie about this, these these characters, it will take away from the fact that this that, that everything that was good about this movie. I mean, I think that they will because they want money. But if they make another movie about these characters, yeah, that would basically take everything that was good from it. I mean, it would have to be a prequel, not a sequel, mm-hmm. because yeah. they're yeah. dead. Yeah, and I honestly like I don't want a prequel. Like it's done. We've, they've yeah, got how like many? Things. They've got how many other Star Wars movies on the horizon? This one is is good, but it's done. So, um, Farid, Jamie, what did you guys think of Jin? I agree with you guys. She was kind of, I mean, she was just a very weak character in that she basically was there to just move to for them a, to have a reason, like, oh, they're looking for her dad, like. Okay, well, I don't like. God, I'm not. I'm not voicing this well. I think you guys did a better job. But um, yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. I mean, I'm just reemphasizing what you guys said. Yeah. But it's just she changed switches so often, and just I don't understand. You know, without knowing why she was in the camp or anything like that was, was she looking for her father previously? Did she think he was dead? Like, why didn't she ever try to find um, Saw again? Like, she just kind of seemed to have given up. And then, yeah, and but then, then she she's gets- mad that he, like, never came back for her. Like, yeah. did she ever go look for him? I mean, who knows? <laughs> 
Well, I mean, and, and speaking of her father and kind of like we mentioned Bodie a little bit earlier, like he apparently was close enough with uh, Galen Urso, you know, to, to defect from the empire, which is a hugely crazy, dangerous thing to do at that point in time. So why in all the time that he was with Jin, you know, when they're on these shuttle rides and stuff like that, like how did they, how was there never a conversation between the two of them about her father? Cause they don't treat Jin like a person in this movie. They, yeah. Like, yeah. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Plot device. Yeah. Well, I think they started having one and then they got interrupted. Yeah. Which doesn't make it better, but yeah, I maybe I missed that. That that could have been. Also, I mean, the gym thing I the is bathroom. the gym thing is so upsetting. Um, mainly because this movie has so few women in it. Like, yeah, it's bonkers, well, yeah, and 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 the lack the, of women in few, this movie. Yeah, the 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 few women that are in it, other than Jin, it's like Mon Mothma, who's good, but also kind of gives in really fast regarding the rebellion and, and whether or not they're going to do anything about the Death Star. And then um, the other woman who I'm not even sure they named who's part of the rebellion, who just is constantly like, no, we can't do anything. We're done. We're dead. Blah, blah, blah. Like over Don't and over. Mom who gets fridged in the first five minutes. Oh yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly, I honestly had forgotten about her. I forgot. For, like no reason at all. Yeah, because it totally doesn't add anything to the story. She could Sorry. have already been dead. <laughs> there was also a pilot, a female pilot, I guess. Uh, she was dropping the troops. There was also a female. Pilot. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that, was oh, one. yeah. that was one. It's just like I mean, for me, it was like watching it. Like it didn't like I really enjoyed this movie. I really, really did enjoy this. But watching this movie, I was sitting there going, okay. So in all of these scenes, there are like no women in the background. Like I'm getting, I'm like, I'm like, okay. So maybe in the the in the empire they're super sexist right but rebellions can't afford to be that sexist like they would have it like you there would be at least 35 percent women in like i mean statistically in a rebellion yeah. course maybe they're so, just cooking food who knows for the rebellion <laughs> they're all hidden away <laughs> they're all they're all in the kitchen making food for the rebellion where they that's should the, be that's exactly where, where they, they were in uh, a new hope and empire strikes back and uh, return of the jedi other than leia and mon mothma <laughs> yeah it's just like it's just like i'm at the point where i'm just like guys like did no one look at these cloud scenes and go hang on something's wrong here <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's two women on the Rebellion Council, Bob. Come on. That's oh my lot. gosh, sorry. You're right, you're right. There was too many women. I mean, especially considering the the like the drama of all the, the, the dude bros that are like, I'm not watching this movie, it's feminist propaganda. And you're like, there's one woman and she's not even that great. Like <laughs> Well, but she's the main character. A guy's is not she? the main character, Ergo is made well. I mean, I mean, it's not just feminist it's propaganda. It's like every kind of propaganda. So, oh, right. Well, to be fair, there are a lot of people of color in it, which is nice. Yeah. It'd be nice if some of those people of color were women. There is one. Come on. We're- one. You're right. Sorry. I forgot. I forgot. One woman. Like, quite done. That's it. Well, I think the female pilot that Fareed mentioned was Asian. So, but she doesn't what? say anything and doesn't have a name. Yeah, I don't what? remember, honestly. Um, but. Or maybe I'm thinking, I think there was one in 
the Force Awakens. Maybe that, I'm there was one in the Force Awakens, actually, I think you're thinking about. Yeah, that might be what I'm thinking about. We can't have more than one Asian person. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, other than, I mean, I, I did like K2SO. I didn't, Thursday. <laughs> I at first I agree at first I was kind of like but he grew on me throughout the movie like at first I was like this may be a little bit too much but I don't know I think Alan Tudyk did a good job Um, honestly I think I was most upset at his death than anybody else's death Yeah. (laughs) yeah he got the most dramatic like heroic death yeah so it affected me a lot. I, I, to be honest, I didn't even like him, and I was affected. So, well, I mean, to be fair, I didn't. I didn't really like Jin, and I didn't really like Cassian. But I, I definitely felt like that little tightness in the back of my throat when they're like facing their death on the beach at uh, Scarif. Like they, you know, I. I I think, like, I kept thinking that that there was a way that a few of these people were going to get off of Scarif, at least. Same, yeah. And I, I, I mean, I really thought, I didn't think every single one of the people that we'd followed for the whole movie, like Chirrut and um, Blaze, is that his name? Yeah, Baze. Baze, Baze, Baze. I had looked it up for this. Yeah, and and Bodhi and and Cassian and K two S O and J- they they all die. I mean, I really that was shocking to me. I really thought they would have at least yeah. some of them get off. No, the I thought that. I thought that. I mean, I I like. I mean, I assumed like. I mean, like I knew. I thought they've got to die for this to work as a story. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I did not think that they would have the guts to do it because they never do that in movies. Well, especially every single one of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Uh, I had put something in the in the document. Do you guys think that was what the reshoots were about? Like, do you think they were changing the ending? Like, maybe they had originally had some people survive, and then they decided, no, we're, we'll kill everybody. Um, I don't know what the reshoots were about, to be honest. I mean, if it was about the second, like, the, the last two acts, then they did well because the last two acts of the movie were great. Like, yeah. from the moment you get to Jeddah, pretty mm-hmm. much. Through to the end, great movie. Yeah, it's minus before that. Minus that Forrest part. Whitaker, though. <laughs> Please, yeah. like, uh, I don't even remember his character's name because it annoyed me. He annoyed me so much. Like, saw. I didn't saw. Okay, saw. yeah, and and he's. I know he's in Clone Wars for like a brief time, but like. He was just I, I I don't I didn't understand why his voice was so weird. I didn't understand why they had him with a respirator thing. I didn't understand why he didn't have both feet. It was just like there's no information about this guy. There's no information about you know the background between him and Jen other than that he raised her and and they like we're supposed to care about him. I I didn't care about him. I thought saw him as being like yeah. I mean I saw them as being archetypes and representations of rebellion. Like right. the, the realities of rebellion, and I thought that, like, I mean, I didn't think that he did. They did a particularly good job with him, but like, as like a representative of that, that kind of extreme level where like someone's been fighting so long and they've lost so much that you know they've become like a monster in themselves. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, it's like he, like he used that 
that creature or whatever it was to try to discern whether Bodhi was telling the truth. And he's like, oh, you know, but the one side effect is people go crazy. Bodhi didn't go crazy. I know. Like, I know. Nothing happened. He, he had kind of, he had kind of a couple minutes there when they first met him in the cell where he's like not really knowing who he is, but then almost immediately he realizes who he is and everything's fine. His brain Cause he needed fine. to for the plot. Exactly. Yeah. I like, mean, I think that, yeah, I think that like, I mean, I think that there's a lot missing from like the first half of this movie. I think that there is like so much has been cut. Like it's pretty obvious when you watch it, you're like, you're sitting there going, no, there's definitely like seven cut scenes between these two. Yeah. Yeah. I think they just, yeah, I think they just didn't really think it through. And yeah, the first half is just not great. Well, I wonder if they were counting on a lot of people that have read like seen the Clone Wars and like read the the expanded universe books and everything like that. I wonder if they were counting on that or if they're expecting people to do that. And so they feel like they don't need to explain things in the film. Cause they're like, Oh, well people will read the books. It's like, I, I ain't got time for that. No. Show see, me in the movie. I mean, I've read a ton of those books. I just hadn't read the catalyst one. <laughs> yeah, no, but um, and I understand that. And I don't think that you need to ever explain. But I think this movie kind of like doesn't do isn't consistent in that because it over explains a lot. Like it sits there and has conversations not, where it tells the audience the what's things. going on, but like it doesn't bother to do that with any of the characters. And it's like, don't tell me all that stuff about the rebellion. I know what's going on. We've all seen Star Wars. <laughs> True. Tell me about these people. Yeah. <laughs> like this is what's supposed to make me like love this movie. You know. I, I mean, I guess that's that's me though. Like, I I need like well-rounded characters to truly enjoy a movie, and yeah. that was why there were like things I didn't like about, say, Fantastic Beasts, but I really enjoyed a lot of the characters, um, which added to my enjoyment of the movie. Like, this movie was great. Don't get me wrong, as a as a movie, but it was it was like legit just a war movie, and the highlights were like I didn't give a crap about the characters for the most part. The highlights were the battles, which were amazing. Yeah, um, like Jetta with the you know sort of street fighting, very reminiscent of what a lot of you know a lot of what we've known and seen from what's gone on in the Middle East the past like. 16 years 15 years um you know and then scarif the the land and air battles going on simultaneously you know how, even though obviously scarif's a totally different planet than endor uh you know de- definitely had that return of the jedi feel to it um and i thought those were just really really well done i think I mean, what really got me about the the final one is it it really kind of looked like a um, a Vietnam War movie. Yeah. yeah. The way that it was shot and the, the locations that they chose and, like, it was definitely – and the two different – like, the two different, like, wars, like, representing, like, yeah, that kind of Middle Eastern, like, desert warfare in on Jeddah and then this. So, yeah, no, I liked – as a war movie, it was good. Um, I didn't hate the characters as much, obviously, as much as you – yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> I don't like to use the word hate. I didn't hate. No, no, no. I mean, I didn't dislike. Just... The, I didn't dislike the characters. I mean, yeah. Jin really bothered me um, in her characterization, but like, I I liked quite a few of the characters, and I thought they were, you know, I mean, I didn't expect too much from them. Uh, I wish, yeah, I wish like the first third of the movie wasn't just people burning exposition at each other, but you know, what can you do? <laughs> 
I want to know, I'm trying to Google it right now. I want to know where Scarif was filmed. Uh, okay. So what about you guys? Fight scenes? Thoughts? Um, I really enjoyed them. I mean, that, that again, I saw it in IMAX, so it was like amazing in IMAX. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, they were, I think they were really well done. There was, um, and especially, I mean, the whole, all of the characters dying things for me personally, once they killed the droid, I was like, oh crap, all bets are off. Like everybody's dying in this movie. Cause I originally had thought like, no, one person's going to make it out. And then as soon as the, um, the droid died, I was like, oh damn, nobody's getting out of this. Um, so I think that added to it because you still hoped, but you kind of knew that it was hopeless in the, at least on the, the land battle, like everybody once once the ship blew up with Bodhi in it I was just like oh god no I don't want to see this yeah 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 Uh, same here because I guess the filmmakers were actually depending on the fight scenes they were they they were you know focusing on making them great because the characterization was not there so I guess they were focusing more on the fight scenes and I personally I really didn't care about Jin or the rest of the characters, but I enjoyed the movie because of the fight, fight scenes and all of the rest of the stuff that was happening. Yeah, I mean, that, and, and that's like Vaughn said earlier, it was those last two, like the first, uh, definitely the first like 20 or 30 minutes of the movie, I was like, uh, I wasn't feeling it. And, and things picked up gradually. And then the last, you know, half was was just really really great um but yeah a lot of that was because they could what what they could have done is just made the movie that like they didn't bother to do the characterization so they didn't need to right this is a war movie about people who like this is their representatives of the fact that all these people died to get to the point where the skywalkers just could save the day right right and i mean they led right into that literally i mean that like the last one of my one of the people i went to see it with said uh they wanted to go back to the theater just to see the last like five minutes uh that Darth Vader scene yeah yeah that's awesome that's that's another thing where i'm like I'm like, okay, so I wanted to sit down the filmmakers and go, okay, so you guys get this, you get this part, but like, it would have been so much cooler if you just like left Darth Vader out until you get to that moment because. Yeah. Yeah. Because they had that weird scene earlier where he's talking to the director and he's Darth Vader is like throwing puns around. Darth Vader does not speak puns people. Well, and then I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Anakin Skywalker does though. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, I guess by by that time, you know, this is literally moments before, or well, okay, like days or whatever before a new hope Ooh, starts. Days, like by that time, I feel like Anakin Skywalker is well beyond his pun stage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't like it, but then I'm like, yeah, Anakin, such a drama queen. Like, build your fucking castle on the at the place where you lost everything. <laughs> like you, you killed you, you killed your wife, your best friend, like chopped off all your limbs you know what i'm gonna live here in my own misery 
<laughs> which is so crazy considering like all that happened there. And yet they say, you know, they, people claim like, oh, well, of course they didn't change Luke's name and they sent him, you know, back to Tatooine because like Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader would never go back to Tatooine. Why the hell is he going back to, what is it, Mustafar? Because he likes to like bury himself in his own misery. He feels sorry for himself. He's such a shithead. <laughs> It's like, whoa, is me. Everything's terrible. Like, maybe you shouldn't have killed all those kids, man. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you remember that? Remember, guys, when Darth Vader murdered all those little children? Whenever people act like Darth Vader, they're like, oh, he's not that scary. And, and there, weren't, there weren't any parts of the original films that made him, like, that scary. I was like, hey, hey, yeah. Remember when he walked into the Jedi Temple on Curzon and murdered tiny oh, children? Like, and then and then he told like then they spoke about it. It's like feel sorry for me. I had to kill all these kids, and you're like, man, <laughs> look at this horrible thing I had to do. <laughs> oh, God forced forced me at lightsaber point to murder kids. Um, but yeah, no, the 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 if they had. <sighs> If that earlier scene had been different or if they hadn't had it at all with Darth Vader, that would have been okay. that would have been cool with me. Um I guess it is what it is, but the last I mean, it didn't the last, me as much as all the stuff, but yeah. The last few scenes and and seeing how, you know, how he got onto the or, or, or you know, ended up catching like Leia in the first place was 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 really that scene cool. when in the hallway was genuinely I was like holy yeah yeah they like they've actually made Darth Vader genuinely terrifying like well, where yeah. was that guy in the first in the original yeah. trilogy <laughs> <laughs> just they didn't have the CGI they didn't have yeah. that yeah but yeah you're just like wow that's really horrifying and you sort of you i finally understand why the whole universe is terrified of this guy mm-hmm. yeah I, I i'm excited i'm going i'm going to see it again and I, i'm most excited about like literally from like the moment they get off their ship on jetta to like and especially those last few minutes with darth vader um Especially, especially the Darth Vader song. Ignore the first half hour of the movie. Just yeah. cut it out. I mean, if I'm going to watch it at home, to be honest, I'll probably just fast forward. Yeah. yeah. If they had done yeah. a crawl, they could have explained all that crap in the crawl yeah. and then yes. started with the movie. Yeah. You know, that's true. Like, it was that, the crawl was one of those things where I was like, yeah, I get it that they're not, they're, you know, it's not going to have a crawl. But now, yeah, now that you say that, if they'd had one, we could have avoided all that exposition at the start. That's why they yeah. have them. Like the six different planets in like a five minute period. I, it wasn't that many. I'm, I'm, yeah, it was hyperbole, but close. it felt yeah. like it. Though. It was a lot. It was j- a lot of jumping back and forth and planet names. And I was like, I, why are you even putting these names of the planets on screen? I'm done with it. Like, can you show me a map? Is there a map? Because I don't know where everything is. The only care. thing we can assume is that Scarif is somewhere near tattooing. Yeah. I because, see, yeah. Cause, he catches Leia soon after yeah. that. That makes sense. I always say, and, 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 like, when you go back and watch it again, just think about, like, Luke sitting on tattooing, like, whinging about the fact that he can't join the rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to go! It's like, all these people are dying! <laughs> like, all of them, literally. 
It was really cool to see them on Yavin 4, though. Yeah. Oh, that was great. It would have been cooler if there were some girls in those shots, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not bitter. Which is one of the things we were going to talk about when we've kind of, or it's kind of, or it's one of the things that's, that's on our list of things to talk about. We kind of already did that there was, you know, female representation was blah. And, uh. <laughs> Apparently Captain Phasma is the only woman in the Empire, or unless maybe they got less. What well, was that I mean, one girl? Well, the, the Empire, Empire is, is, is yeah. The, the the empire in the the new the new order seems to be a little bit different from the empire uh, yeah. a little lot different but but yeah no I mean in this case I, like the, the empire I think was always meant to be I mean they're they're definitely anti alien and I think they were anti like female as well which yeah that um, makes sense it makes sense that I. I'm willing to forgive them not having women in the in the empire. Yeah, the rebellion yeah. is nonsensical. It's it's how can you have a movie with a female lead and do such a crappy job with her, and then have like no other women in the movie? I just because dudes made it, and they're like, "Look, we've got a female yeah. lead. We don't need to do anything else." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, at least a lot of the men were not white that was a good yeah yeah Yeah, that's nice I mean this movie did a lot of good things it just would have been like even if just like some of the background characters were women like it wouldn't it's not that hard to fix um and also regarding representation uh what were Chirrut and Bayes uh, in love. Oh, they're totally married. Oh, they're, they're married. married. They're I'm married. Totally. Has has I mean, like that's what I'd like to believe. But has that been like actually? Well, said he's. By... I think that the, the, oh, I don't think so. Said but... that open to interpretation. You know what they ah. do. Yeah, yeah, of course. But they're totally married. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Obviously. I mean, even if you don't think it's sexual, because they're like that. Like, he's like a monk or something. He's yeah, Jedi. He's, yeah, he's and a... Jedi Jedi's aren't allowed to have like attachments. But I mean, they obviously work out do, well and I, it's it's more than just a bodyguard and a. No, no, they're in love. Yeah, yeah. They obviously. were. They were cute. I enjoyed them. I think anyone else will like if anyone says that they're not, those people are wrong. Like, weird. I think one of my friends called them space boyfriends, which is you know I'll accept that as well. <laughs> well, they're not really in space. Yeah, them, you know, like Jedi boyfriends. Jedi yeah. Jedi um, but it's no, it's it's like you know, and it's it was a really good like. There's so much shipping going on in this movie anyway, but like, I just like them as a as a they're a perfect example of that you know that couple trope where like one of them's like I'm cool, I'm gonna I'm such so good, I'm gonna fight everything, and the other one's like, oh. <laughs> and actually has to go and fight the people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like every relationship I've ever been. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to fight. No, don't. <laughs> it's like there's that oh, that Tumblr meme that it was like the one character and they're like, Grr, and the yeah, other yeah. character's just like, Grr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is a perfect example of them, yeah. Um, 
<laughs> I'm just looking at the document and then like even though we've already talked about it, all I see is oh my god, Anakin is such a drama queen. <laughs> <laughs> Like, did they, because I honestly, I walked out of the theater, like, to go use the restroom right before the Darth Vader, the first Darth Vader scene, so I missed the first, like, 30 seconds of it. Did they say he was on Mustafar? Um, I think so. I don't know. It's, like, it's official. Like, I know. I don't know if that one had the planet name. Yeah, it didn't, but, like, everyone, it's come out, and I know it's official, like, that's where it is. I don't know if it said it in the movie. Interesting. You can Google the Easter eggs. Oh yeah, and I did look up the location of Scarif, and it was uh, it's the Lamu Atoll in the Maldivian Islands, and they uh, use one of the largest islands called I don't know if it's Gan or Gan G A N for uh, Scarif. But the explosions were probably shot at the studios, which whatever. Yeah. There's also um, Canary Wharf Station was used for one of the Imperial bases in Canary Wharf Station in London. Ooh. And some Iceland. I, I, I recognize Edu. I mean, I've never been to Iceland, but I've seen enough pictures that I recognize that, that Edu is shot there. But this yeah, it was on go to Iceland. It was okay. Mustafar. And FYI, it's called Vast Castle, in case anybody wanted to know that. What is it called? Vast Castle? B A S T. B A S T, yeah. Huh. That's what it's called. Drama Queen. <laughs> like the they had originally, they wanted to put it in The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. That that for Oops. Interesting. No, okay. Yeah, because of course he has like a castle on a volcano planet. Like, of course. How extra is that house? I mean, jeez. <laughs> well, again, like, I don't, have you met Anakin? He's like yeah. the king of extra. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, so, yeah. So, uh,. We had Chira and Bays, and they were great. And Darth Vader slash Anakin Skywalker is a drama queen. Um, the reshoots, uh, that was one of the things I, I put on Twitter was like, I, want, I would like to know if so. I, w- I would love for them to just admit what they reshot, but I don't think we're ever going to get that. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the so there's, what are the other, because I, I mean, I recognize things in the, um, yeah, I recognize things throughout the movie. I'm sure I miss some in terms of like cameos and Easter eggs and stuff. The one that really stood out to me was the random aside that one of the stormtroopers made on Scarif about them retiring the T-15. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like, of course I saw Dr. Uh, Ivatsen, I've never been sure how to pronounce that, and Panda, Panda Baba um, on Jeddah. But I also kind of wonder how the hell they got off of Jeddah. I think they were, they probably were on their way off. They they had yeah, to have yeah. been, because like everything yeah. explodes very soon after that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I assume they were on, on their way off. Yeah. Though, of course, in this one, they, uh, the one guy like stops him from really like starting the fight, which is 
kind of funny because they both go after the fight with Luke very, very soon after that. But, you know, hey. Um, I'm assuming they were drunk for that. Like, Yeah, maybe they yeah. felt bad because the whole, like, city go the to play. And um, I know that it's, like, fan service, but I really love that they had that moment of C-3PO and R2-D2 because now, like, they're, they've appeared in every single movie. Yeah. And they're the only characters, you know, who have, so... Yeah, no, I like that. I I thought that was just enough fan service in there to, you know. Yeah, and and I well, and it makes sense because they were with they were with Bale. They were right. With, so mm. he was there, so it makes sense that they would be there. Well, yeah, and 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 of course they end up, you know, with with Leia and uh, you know, and and Bale. I liked the moment where he says he would trust her as in Leia with his life when when Mon Mothma says like somebody needs to go get Obi-Wan and yeah. uh you know that there was the, someone was saying that it was too much fan service but I don't really think that was the case um I had so many feels every time Bale was there I was like oh my god, god. yeah yeah he walked out and I'm like oh my god no still underused but because he was, was one of he was one of the great things from the prequels. There were some good things from the prequels, um, you know. So yeah, they they and of course they did some some of the you know face things where they they did like a you know Tarkin oh, obviously and and Leia Tarkin was, weird. Tarkin was weird. Um, Leia was used a hologram. Stuff. I hate it. I hate it. I just it I used a hologram it. of Tarkin. Yeah. Or somebody who looks a lot like him. I've met cosplayers who look just like the guy. Like, you can't tell me they couldn't have just had a look like Like, just no one's going to care. Like, like, get someone yeah. who looks similar and like, it's, it's not a big deal. I, I mean, you know, somebody would think it was a big deal, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, somebody would think it's a big deal, but like, I don't care about those people. I thought Leia was better, but that was probably because she was only on it for like 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was fine. I'm just not a fan of it. I don't think we're at the point where we can do that with it, like, without it looking weird and actually taking you out of the moment. So I think that they should just retire it and leave it for a few years. And when they perfect it, come back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, that was one of those things where it was like, oh, people are saying it didn't look too bad, but I'm like, oh, they could have just. pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I, I did like the the blue milk showing up as well. <laughs> Wasn't that supposed to be like bantha milk or something? There, I that I don't know. Because um, it wasn't like I mean, it, I, I mean my my time in the Star Wars fandom is a long time ago, so but I'm not up with the the trivia anymore. But I swear that was bantha milk. And how they have bantha milk on this like other planet? Yeah, I I guess my thing is was was it being Bantha Milk an extended universe thing though? Oh yeah, maybe. You know, and and that's kind of why I like some things like that. I'm kind of you know they can have it, whatever. I mean, it's um, fine. It doesn't bother me. It's just beeping, like, yeah, nitpicking and like whatever. But, um, but anyway, so so there was a lot of little cameos and easter eggs and stuff and i mean that's not even all of them i mean we've we've mentioned others. a lot of the pilots a lot yeah. of the yeah. rebel pilots in the yeah. yeah oh yeah and the demise of red five so like we know oh, why yeah. luke had why why that empty slot was there for him to fill yeah. yep um Again, and why there were not that many pilots 
What? And it also like this movie explains why they had so few pilots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That star. There's like six pilots. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's uh, more than that, but there's not that many. Because like half the, the fleet got destroyed. The last thing I want to talk about before we like wrap things up um, is the music. Because this is the first Star Wars film that didn't have a score by John Williams, and it was all right. Uh, like I the music it. was the music was good, but I guess it just it wasn't Star Wars, you know. Like there was so much of the usual music missing. Like the only the only time I really felt great about the music was when they had that sort of overture when the two Star Destroyers like crash together and take out the yeah. The, shield for Scarif. Um, other than that, I was kind of, you know, Darth like the Vader's music was good, but it just didn't feel like Star Wars to me. Yeah, Darth Vader still had his music. I mean, it yeah. wasn't exactly the same, but it was similar. So. Well, I mean, and there were a little, there were a few little moments where you could hear like certain, you know, bits and pieces that sound like that had that the sound of the main theme and stuff. It was just. Uh, I guess after, you know, The Force Awakens and everything, having just so much of the original story in it, it's, for me, like, I know a lot of people are saying Rogue One is better than The Force Awakens. I don't get that. I I think Rogue One was great, but I don't think it was better than Force Awakens. Oh, okay. So we'll do that. I would ask everyone if they think, like, whether they prefer Rogue One or The Force Awakens then. Force Awakens Uh, is better. Yeah, Force Awakens. Um, Yeah, like Rogue One, I think, was a better... I think a lot of people think that Rogue One was better because The Force Awakens was so much of parallel to A New Hope that they were like, oh, I wanted... You know, they were expecting a new Star Wars movie, and it was kind of just, like, redoing an old Star Wars movie, and Rogue One was a different plot. So people were probably like, oh, that's better, but I think that Force Awakens is better. Better characters. Yeah. I'm glad we're all on the same page. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, like, are are any of you guys, Avon, I I know you said you've already seen it twice. Are you going to go again? I probably will one more time. Um, I really, I I think it's one of those movies that is actually better on second viewing. I see that. Um, I'm actually for my, I have two nieces and a nephew who all love Star Wars. I'm hoping their ages are okay. Cause they're for Christmas, their Christmas present. I'm taking them on Christmas Eve to go see it. Uh, my niece, my oldest niece is 10. My nephew's seven and my youngest niece is like five and a half. So she's a little young, but she was really upset when I didn't bring her to see The Force Awakens. And she's seen like, we went and saw Jurassic World and stuff in theaters. So I don't think this is going to be scary for her necessarily. I think she'll probably be fine. It's the older ones, the the ones that have like the the concept of death that have the problem. (laughs) I mean, they've all gone and seen like Jurassic World and, and my, the older two saw Force Awakens in theaters. So they, they saw, you know, Han Solo die and everything. Um, so it's like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not so much worried about the death part as I am worried about them getting bored, to be honest. But they've seen the, you know, all, they've seen all the first, you know, the, the original trilogy and the prequels and Force Awakens, obviously. So hopefully, 
hopefully they'll be cool. But that's that's going to be my second viewing. Nice. Are you Jamie and Freed? Are you guys going to see it again? I'd like to for really really stupid. Re I mean, I want to see the movie again, but I. <laughs> Um, I saw it in IMAX specifically to see the Dunkirk prologue, which they ended up not showing at that theater that I went to because they released the theaters like that day. Oh, but, I gotcha. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to see it again in IMAX, but I'm not going to be able to for any cheaper than what it costs. And it's $25 here oh my to gosh. see something in IMAX. So I'm probably just going to see regular showing. But I yeah. like the theater that's closest to my apartment is like seven bucks. I'm just going to go there. Yeah, that's, that's, a, I think it's, for us, it's like, it's like $14. We'll shoot, actually, I'm going by South Carolina. In South Carolina, it's like $14 for a, for a daytime IMAX show and like 17 or 18 for, uh, you know, a night showing, aka after 5 p.m., uh yeah the ours is ours is afternoon like daytime oh my gosh yeah. wow that's crazy so i it was 25 dollars to see it and then the theater i went to didn't even have the prologue but that's okay yeah we didn't we didn't it's okay harry's not in the prologue yeah i know that's why i was <laughs> once i saw that out i'm like that's okay i don't need to see it now <laughs> Well, we usually do a question at the end of these things, but I think that I think that we've already, you know, free. Were you going to go see it again? No, no, I won't. I will wait for the DVD so I can like skip through the first half and just watch. <laughs> Good plan, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but I'm going to read all the fan fiction. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to read that Catalyst book. I was hoping I would have time to read it before this weekend, but I haven't bought it yet. Whoops. And I'm driving all the way to South Carolina tomorrow, so probably not gonna have time. Uh, after Christmas, I will. I will get on it after Christmas. Maybe someone will buy me for Christmas. Santa, yeah. <laughs> send me books. <laughs> I, think, I think my Amazon wish list for books is like five times. Like I literally have just a book wish list on my Amazon account. <laughs> Mine is just I have literal stacks of books like on the floor in front of bookcases I have a lot of books that I do not read so okay I, I actually have a question I have a question okay okay if you could save one of the characters from this movie which one would you save mm. Ooh. I mean I would like to say K2SO but at the same time I feel like having him around would be way too, would make things way too easy because he can like hack into Empire stuff and everything um so I'm gonna go with Bodie. I was also gonna say Bodie. So I, I think Bodie. Bodie. Too. Yeah, Bodie. Yeah. Not K2SO4. Like right. Tara said, like <laughs> he would be too valuable. Yeah. yeah. I think he just would have been the most useful for the rebellion as a former yeah. empire. And the and most he would have been, and, and it like it would have made things way too easy, I think. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, oh, it was kind of like, that, uh, like uh, to, in order to save K2SO4, like he would have downloaded the plans into his mind and then we would have, the last scene, we, we would have seen other people carrying his head away, running away from Darth Vader <laughs> and trying to give K2SO head to Leia. 
Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, I'm going to say goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we have wrapped this up. Um, it was a good, a good time. A good note. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, like the thing is what I like about what I like about these webcasts when we talk about just one thing is that we often have really enjoyed what we're talking about, but we can also look at it, especially a few days later with kind of a, a more discerning eye. Um, I'm, I'm still, you know, everybody keeps saying they liked Rogue One better than Force Awakens, and I want to see more proof of why that's the case. Um, but yeah. Yeah, we probably need to find someone who liked it better. In I, my I, I, I have people, people who aren't Star Wars fans. Yeah. And, and like, I, I know so many people who liked who've said that they liked Rogue One better, but I'm afraid to ask them why because I don't want to get into like a fight over a debate about it right now. I'm just too tired. I actually have a friend that is planning on seeing Rogue One and has seen no other Star Wars movies. She's a fan of the director of Rogue One, so that's why she wants to see it. But she doesn't plan on seeing any of the other films, so. All right, well... I guess maybe somebody will step forward and tell us why they liked uh, Rogue One better than Force Awakens, if that's the case. But uh, on that note, I'm Tara, along with Vaughn and our special guests, fellow Geeky Airy writers, Jamie and Fareed. And uh, thank you guys for joining us for Feelings with the Geeky Airy, the Feelings Star Wars Holiday Special uh, number two, actually. Please remember that we're a free re- webcast. I can never say that. Free webcast run off of donations from viewers like you. Thanks for contributing and helping our host site, The Geekiary. And uh, we will hopefully see you guys with another Feelings episode next month. Happy holidays. And, yeah, yeah. Happy holidays. Merry, holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. And uh, happy New Year. All that. Yeah. All right. Have a great night, everybody. Good night.